The following is a 5 for 2 production. I can't believe you dragged me through 26 episodes. I uh, when you, when you first proposed this idea, uh, May June <laughs> when we started this. I'm like, you know, I thought, oh, that's a good idea. Then I realized, wait, this is like 26 episodes that he wants to do. Uh, you know, we, you know, I, I wanted I, to do I more five, than that. Five episodes of what the hell was that? And then all of a sudden, we're doing 26 of this. So yeah, wow. I wanted to make this a permanent thing, buddy. I'm glad I got 26 out of you though. So. We're, look, we're doing reruns for the next six months, and we'll talk about what happens next season. So, you know. <laughs> right on, right on. Yeah, so, look, uh, I'm, I'm happy we've, we've made it to Z. Uh, you know, un- unlike unlike most of the college football teams, we have not had to postpone or cancel any episode due to COVID. Neither one so, of us uh, got the virus yet, Todd. <laughs> so, hey, look, uh, you know, whether or not you believe masks work, I haven't gotten it yet, and mom and dad haven't gotten it yet, and that's the goddamn important thing, so... Amen, amen. That's that's the big important one. We don't want Mr. and Mrs. Baker coming down with that. Um, so we're here, man, to A to Z. Uh, I did have some show and tell to get us started here. You know, um, we've talked about uh, a classic venue here in Ohio many times, at least in my stories. I know you and I saw one show there together at least. Uh, we saw Rush there uh, on the Hold Your Fire tour, but I'm talking about Hair Arena in yep. Dayton. Well, you know, uh, it hasn't been in operation since 2016 in a and a tornado uh, took most of it out last year. So they finally yeah. they finally demolished it. And our old buddy Jason Satterfield, who uh, Heather has joked, uh, used to be the – she called him the evil Todd Baker because he does look like you blown up to seven feet. <laughs> but he's gone through many changes in his look since then, so he doesn't really, you know, resemble – he's not your doppelganger anymore. But good gotcha. friend, very good uh, sludge buddy. Great uh, concert road dog, just like us. He could easily he could have easily been a, you know a, a third party on this show, but uh, he made a post on Facebook last week and he said, "Hey, buying a brick from Hair Arena. I'm gonna go over to the record store for 30 minutes. If anybody else wants one, let me know." So I was like, "Dude, you gotta get me one of those. Check it nice. out, buddy. An actual brick from Hair Arena. Look, 60 years of memories, 1956 wow. to 2016." Dude, saw so many great shows there. Uh, we talked about pretty much all of them. Uh, saw Priest there the night before my last night of high school. Saw Metallica there on the night that we partied on uh, Malaya Rage's bus. Saw uh, Rush there with you. Uh, Megadeth, White Zombie, Pantera, Slayer. I mean, just, it goes on. WCW Wrestling. Woo! <laughs> Speaking of which, if I start bleeding here during the show, I cut myself shaving a little bit. I thought I was going to start this show looking like Ric Flair in a cage match, you know. <laughs> Wearing the crimson mask. But uh, I also uh, wanted to uh, I wanted to wish everybody out there, I hope everybody had a, a good Christmas, happy holidays, happy holidays, whatever you celebrated. 
This episode is uh, airing on December the 27th, so hope everybody had a great one. Been a, been a very hopefully, unique. Hopefully those pansies from Michigan showed up for the game. We'll find yes, out. Yes, we'll find out next week. Oh, boy. So, yeah, by the time this airs, we'll know if we were able to uh, finish the Buckeye season or yeah. or not. It, uh, either way, we're playing Northwestern in the Big Ten Championship, and, and we're going to make it to the top four. What happens after that, who knows? We'll probably lose the Clemson. I heard, though, if we don't, I heard, though, if we don't play a game next week, we can't be in the Big Ten Championship. Yeah, but they're already talking about changing the rules because oh, uh, okay. the, the Buckeyes have the best shot out of the Big Ten. And they're they're not they're not going to put up Indiana or Northwestern against <laughs> Alabama, Clemson, and Notre Dame. There's no fucking way. Right, so, right. All right, enough football. Let's right. let's get to the rock and roll. All right, buddy. Now we don't. This is actually kind of a you or an X episode. We really don't have a lot of bands, but I no, know we've got. But, uh, there, there, there's a there's a big name that I'm I'm dropping tonight. So. Right, and I know we've got some. I know we got a great. We got some great stories to wrap everything up from from yourself but uh i so alphabetically i'll just start off uh zach sabbath <laughs> during um the entire I've course once okay well um yeah obviously during the course of the show we didn't really talk about zach wild during the w's or during you know the was that, talk was, about during was that, that the clutch show at the lc um yes yes they opened uh, they were with uh, i was there with farron why aren't we together uh, i don't know but uh now this yeah this is actually i'm talking about zach sabbath which is his tribute uh, yeah. to black sabbath and yeah, they, they opened, opened up for clutch. Right, yes, yes. So that is the show. We I think we I saw you there at some point on the floor, you know, during the swing. After Farian tried to shove me into the uh <laughs> into the mosh pit. I did not appreciate that. But um the thing I wanted to talk about there, uh, Zach, of course, you know, he played that's his uh, Sabbath tribute. So he's doing he did like six Sabbath songs in forty five. Yeah, oh totally. He's he gets to play Ozzy <laughs> and Tony. He actually put out an album, um, it's Vertigo. It's this is the uh, whole first Sabbath album, you know, re-recorded. So huh. he named it after the record label Vertigo. But anyway, I thought it was funny during the show, Todd. He, you know, he put extended solos dur- in every song, and during I don't know which song, but at one point he did a super extended solo, and he actually walked into the crowd all the way through the crowd playing his guitar. But the thing that was weird is he had like a two hundred foot cable, and he had a roadie following him behind, holding it up. You know, to keep his guitar from coming unplugged, it's like a, a Zach. There, there's these things called things wireless. Wireless. <laughs> it it just seemed a lot of you know. It, it seemed like a lot of work to maintain that uh, you know analog authenticity that I guess he was going for. I don't know. I I call bullshit. I think that was an act. I'm 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 sure he was probably using a wireless at the time. No, I did come unplugged a couple times. Like right all along. <laughs> uh, Happy uh, Festivus as well. Here's a cool Ohio uh, Festivus. an Ohio beer I I got here. I'm not I'm not promoting any liquor. I know you're not. I know you're not the biggest Seinfeld fan either. But uh, hey, that costs more than a buck twenty nine a can. That's too pricey for me. <laughs> All right, so that's Zach Sabbath. But uh, back in the uh, back in the day, I kind of sort of talked about this band when I talked about suicidal tendencies. There was back in the WOSR days. I'm sure I've played this band a few times on the old Damage Incorporated episodes that I've been running. But there was this band called um, Zoetrope or Z-Trope. I don't know how you say that name, but they're from Chicago. Electrime. That name sounds kind of familiar. I'm not sure. I you might have saw them on some OSR, uh, you know, some tour back then where you got some free tickets. But this guy, they had a drummer singer. He was. Heavy metal Phil Collins, you know, back behind the kid or Don Henley singing. Barry Stern, rest in peace. He passed away a few years ago. 
but he, he kind of got a promotion in the years ahead, and he wound up in the band Trouble. And uh, one time I saw Trouble and Sabotage down at Bogarts in Cincinnati, and we ran into Barry, and he had, I think I had met him, you know, in the zoetrope days. So he did actually, like, you know, recognize me and know me. And, you know, we, hey, Barry, you want to go smoke one? He's like, sure. He leads us. We figured he's going to take us backstage. He, he leads us right down into the middle of the pit and then expects us to fire it up between bands, standing right with the lights on in the middle of the floor. Okay, he's in the band. We'll give it a try. <laughs> Didn't get thrown out miraculously enough, but uh, rest in peace. Him. We're with him. <laughs> rest in peace, Barry Stern. So, Todd, that about does it for me, except for the, uh, you know, the kind of the – the headliner. I, I got two. I okay. got two, and I I know that we did we haven't seen one of them together. Uh, no, no, but I'm sure that's we can join up there. And uh, I don't really have a story, but uh, you know, ZZ Top. Obviously, they were a really big uh, a, a big thing in our uh, teenage years with their MTV heyday. But uh, not I never that. But I mean, honestly, they were staples on AOR radio even before. That, before yeah. Uh, Eliminator came out. So, I mean, you know, ZZ Top has been on the radio for a long time. Yep, yep. They, they found a way to make it work in the 80s. That's for damn sure. Just yeah. Well, and not only that, but now I'm, you've probably heard this story. I've heard this story. But apparently Jimi Hendrix's uh, favorite guitar player was <laughs> Billy Gibbons. Uh, I've, I've heard so many different, different uh, versions of that story. I've heard Terry Kath from Chicago. I've heard, that's, uh, that's, 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 I was going to bring that up because, all right, now. So now when it comes to Billy Gibbons, though, I've heard this verified by Alice Cooper. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, so I, I got I to gotta say Alice probably, you know, overheard Jimmy say it at some point. In order for him to repeat it, so then again, it could be like the chicken story and just total bullshit. So yeah, but uh, right, right. but yeah, but I mean, so so apparently Billy Gibbons was one of one of Jimi Hendrix's favorite guitar players, and that's a pretty big compliment. Nice, yeah, um, absolutely, yeah, Billy Gibbons. Uh, and but, uh, let's let's think of like how many films uh, that or commercials that you've heard ZZ Top songs in over the years. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, like uh, I remember Teachers. Nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, that movie they shot in Columbus. They, yeah, they yeah. had uh, uh, it's a, they had, the uh, Central High School, and it's now yeah. Cosi. It's now the main part of Cosi. They built you know Cosi on and around it. So they used a pearl necklace in their in their soundtrack. Yep. Yeah, I was in. I was one of my cover bands. Todd, this is funny. I'll bring this up just to kill a little time. Uh, one of my cover bands. Once you remember my cover band, uh, Blacklight Poster. We had a guitar player. This guy Bill for a while. I won't mention his last name. Jerk off. But uh, <laughs> jerk off. But yeah, we'll call him that. But uh, his wife and her friends used to always come and see us play. Well, one of the songs that we were doing was Pearl Necklace. Literally. One day at practice, he's like, guys, I, I don't think we should do Pearl Necklace anymore. You, you guys realize that that refers to a sex act, right? Yeah. Well, 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 like my wife and her friends come to the show. It's like, why would your wife or your friends be offended by something referring to a Pearl Necklace? <laughs> Sounds like a personal problem to me, buddy. It's a <laughs> gift. We're offering a gift. Uh, you know. Anyway, anyway, so yeah, so yeah. But did you see ZZ Top? Ladies, you always say you want jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> did you uh, see ZZ Top back in the day, or when did you? No, no. Uh, now, I saw ZZ Top three times, and I okay. believe once was with you at the Ohio State Fair. Um, no, actually, I did. that wasn't with me, because I've only seen uh, them once. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say. And that, and that was with our, our friend who, 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 who remains nameless. Uh, <clears throat> 
Um, but uh, by the way, I spoke to him last night. He's doing well. So good, good. I, I hope he had a good holidays. Obviously, we recorded this before, but I hope yeah. uh, I hope he has a great one. But um, yeah, I saw them one time, Todd, and it was with Leonard Skinner. So if you're going to have a, a double bill, that's pretty good. And yeah. at the it was at the Ohio Center, I believe it was 2011. I'm surprised I didn't Charlie do- Daniels wasn't on the bill. <laughs> a I have seen Charlie Daniels and Skinner together, but just not those three together. But it was good. I mean, they were really good for you know at, at this age and. You know, it was a pretty good mix of their whole career, you know, so not seeing the back in the day, it wasn't completely loaded with, you know, the Eliminator hits, right. you know, so but they were good. I, you know, can't complain. But when did you see them the first time? All right. So this, this is a good story. I should have dad for hit this one. But uh, so yeah, you, dad, you always you kept Russia. promising your dad to do the rush. Uh, I know. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll see if we can sneak him in for the New Year's. There you go. There you go. But uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so dad, God bless him. Uh, I, he had overheard me, we, we used to drive into work together and it was like a half hour drive from Shippensburg to Harrisburg. So I could read the newspaper and whatnot. And, and I saw, Oh, hey, ZZ Top and Leonard Skinner coming to Hershey. That'd be kind of cool. Sure enough, come Christmas morning, had two tickets in my stocking and, and, you know, uh, had no one to go with. So me and dad went to go see ZZ Top and Skinner. Your dad has been quite a concert buddy over the years, man. I, he, oh, he's seen. He's been a good sport. He's been a great sport. Uh, I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think any of these bands that I dragged him to, he would have chosen to go to on his own. <laughs> but, uh, but I think he enjoyed. I think he enjoyed Skinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, again, now for those folks who don't know my dad, uh, you know, he's in his eighties now, and uh, you know, he's uh, he's always had a bad leg because he had polio when he was eighteen. So, you know. As the, years, as the years have progressed, walking up and down stairs <laughs> has become more difficult. Uh, you know, he is still walking, God bless him. But it, again, the, you know, it's not as easy, folks, when you get older. So at Hershey, it was 30 degrees outside, and you know, January, February, winter. And, you know, a whole line of people to get into the Hershey Hockey Arena. And we had to walk up three flights of stairs. There was no elevator escalator handicap any of that shit so god bless daddy walked up up and down three flights of stairs uh to get to our seats and uh i had, I had a couple beers i was i was in a good mood now you know uh, i was I, even though we, we we were pretty much the back of the arena you know far far distance from the stage but i i was still yelling like the band could hear me and uh you know so I've been in a few played, of those shows with you. <laughs> yeah, you know, they, they played Curtis Lowe, which is great. And, you know, and Needle in the Spoon. And, you know, now, again, I, I was really there for more Skinner anyhow. But uh, ZZ Top was good. My only complaint was, especially in, in a, a place that size, with just three guys, and even with the, you know, special effects and, you know, that sort of thing, it was kind of hard to fill a stage. I mean, I think it would have been better to see them Back in the seventies, in a small club, you know, small atmosphere, or or on the arena tour where they took the whole zoo with them, back in the seventies. Oh yeah, yeah. But I think I I don't know. I believe it was the Deguelo tour. Yeah, you could have been Trace Hobbs. Don't you know one of the other tours? But yeah, there was a famous tour where you know logistically it was like I guess a financial disaster. But they literally the stage was the shape of Texas. So, right. you know, like when you, if you were in the upper arena looking down, you know, it kind of had that shape of Texas. But they had, like, actual zoo animals on stage with them, like tigers, lions, and shit in cages, you know, as their back line. So, yeah, 
Probably pissed yeah. the animals off a little bit. <laughs> I was gonna say, how hard were they partying when they came up with that idea? <laughs> Let's get some fucking lions and tigers and shit. We'll put them on stage with us. It'll be great. Cocaine's a hell of a drug, Todd. <laughs> don't, don't feed him for a couple days either. Make him look mean. <laughs> but yeah, so one escapes uh, and attacks the audience. Ah! <laughs> so, so yeah, so I mean, I, I I don't think that Dad and I actually stayed for the entire ZZ Top show because. Like I said, and you know, he was back in his fifties at that point. But even then, you know, ZZ Top was fun, or you know, Skinner was good. ZZ Top, we saw most of it, and Dad's like, "Yeah, let's let's beat the crowd." The hell out of here. So the second time I saw him was in Atlanta, opening for Aerosmith, and this was the year. Like it was literally three or four shows before Stephen fell off the fucking stage at Sturgis. <laughs> so I'm glad. <laughs> you know, we actually got to see the entire show, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, but again, same kind of thing. You know, good set, solid set. But when you're on the lawn that far away and the stage it's is that guys. big, those three guys just don't fill it up that big. And right, and they just stand there and play, obviously. I mean, you can't expect Billy to give I mean, they, the, they do a little bit of stuff and dance around. Yeah, they bit. got their little dance, their little choreographed dance moves, you know, that they stand but, uh, but yeah, so it's it's not like going to see Rush, you know, where <laughs> right. you have fucking giant flying dragons and shit like that, you know, or a Dio show where you got lasers and that kind of thing. But, uh, but you know, but I mean, uh, and the third time I saw ZZ Top was at the Ohio State Fair with Mer- and um, <laughs> I, we probably got freebies. Cheers for- Cheers to him. And uh, so anyhow, so yeah, I mean, again, they're, they're one of those bands that uh, I'm glad I got to see. Glad I can say I saw them. Uh, but probably not in the top 25 of my favorites, you know. But they did uh, make the book. They made the book. Oh, and well, it, it's, it, it's, an, it's a nice book end. And exactly. ACDC to ZZ Top. It, just, it sounds good. Makes it, it great. Makes good. it great. Because if I, I if I if I wrote the book ACDC to Warren Zevon, half the people would be like, "Who the fuck's Warren Zevon?" Right, right, exactly. Uh, Speaking of ACDC, it's kind of cool that we started this whole thing off with ACDC, and ACDC actually have had a you know when we told our story, it was about you know when Axel had joined the band, and so at that time you know there was question as to the future of ACDC. I think we even speculated on ourselves because we were doing this episode in July, and they haven't right. announced they hadn't announced yet that. There is, in fact, a new ACDC album out. Uh, you know? I, yeah. There's, there's a version right there. Oh, so, you got a chance to really listen to it? Yeah, I've heard Oh, it. yeah, I like it a lot. It's, like, my favorite since, like, Flick of the Switch. It's, it's really good. I mean, the producer might, really... I might have to make a call to Santa. <laughs> Although, I tell you, uh, you know, I, I, I've done pretty good for, for Christmas this year so far from what I me, understand. Me too, uh, so I, I can't complain, man. It's been a good year. Got married, uh, you know, despite all the crap. Uh, I, th- I think it's been a good year. We've done this, you know. This is yep. uh, Book's almost done. Almost done. We're getting there, folks. I, I was going to ask you how the progress of the book was. I'm, half, I'm halfway through the second draft. Okay. So good, good. depending on how much I can bust ass in the next couple weeks. Hopefully I'll have some sort of announcement to make on our final episode about the progress of Ticket Stubs, ACDC, and ZZ Top, where you can order yours soon, hopefully. <laughs> All right, Todd. Well, so uh, do you have any other ZZ Top stories? We're just going to bring us to our yeah, headline no, here. That pretty much that sums it up for the um, – for the, uh, the, the, the I would say bearded trio, but the uh, little old band from Texas. That's a good documentary, by the way. If you haven't seen that, folks, it's probably still on your Netflix or whatever. Check that out. Really good documentary. Frank Beard totally steals the show. There's one scene I love to quote out of that. He he's like, I was 22 years old 
I just got married. I just had kids. I started doing heroin. My life was changing. <laughs> I bet it was, Frank. I bet it was. <laughs> the only episode, the only, the only member of ZZ Top without a beard is named Frank right. Beard. Named uh, Frank Beard. So that's going to bring us to our headliner, the late, great Warren Zevon. Warren Zevon, one of show, my favorites. Show your t-shirt again. Oh, my gosh. Look at that. So, Todd, rock and roll, Warren Zevon. Uh, that's I don't awesome. That or not there, but. Yeah, Lee Ho Fook. You, you mentioned that you went there with your dad. Yep. Yep. One of the right most on. expensive Chinese meals I ever had. But it, you know, it, was, worth but it was worth it, right? Because Lee Ho Fook's, like, like many other of our wonderful restaurants in Columbus, Ohio, gone. No longer there. Yep. yep. So, uh, this so year because of, of, this year because of COVID? No, or, no. Oh, okay. Several years ago, but okay. I mean, uh, we lost the Scotland here in Columbus because of COVID. <laughs> one of the one of the things that I indulged in uh, for Christmas this year, uh, since now, generally speaking, I, I you know I kind of I kind of go overboard a little bit with with Lee and Chet and the and the and the grandkids a little bit. So you know I, I give I give the kids a good bit of money and I, you know some goodies, and then I'll I'll give Lee and Chet about a hundred bucks and buy them a present or something, you know. And in return, all I generally ask for is the family uh, calendar that Chet makes every year. You know, oh, okay. so, <laughs> not, not a big trade-off, you know. Maybe I'll ask for a book or a CD, that kind of thing. But uh, but yeah, so so this year um, I kind of bought myself some things uh, for or from the kids and Lee. So uh, I, I I I bought myself a Mama's Pasta and Brew T-shirt. Nice, nice. I bought myself a uh, catfish bibs. We ain't got no fish. We ain't got no fish. Tell me real quick to interrupt what you got. Tell me about what. Tell everybody here about what you told me about catfish bibs. They 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 held on to their little pizza place in Columbus and they held on to their location all these years. And yeah, they they just they just sold out for a million bucks to Ohio State University. So now I I don't know if that's a it's a personal family that owns that. I I'm I'm sure it's owned by some sort of you know, local real estate agency or whatnot. But either way, it's, it's, I hope they keep it around. I don't know yeah. what they're going to do with the building. I don't uh, know. If, if the Ohio State, you know, bought it, I bet you they're going to clear that whole block and build more either dorms or buildings. I'll bet yeah. you it'll be a double row of dorms. Maybe they'll take out the old door. I'm speculating here. I'm just thinking in terms of the way master planners think, you know, but, but that's crazy. That just shows you hang on to your look, hang on to those real estate locations, you know. Uh, yep. You, you always see like some little farmhouse that's sitting surrounded by development. And you know, that's like the guy's just holding out for, you know, they're, they're really his kids are just waiting for him to die. So what but, else uh, did you get? What yeah. else did you get for Christmas? What else did you get for Christmas yourself? Well, So uh, I got, speaking of Zevon and I, I can't show it. I, well, this, this is the, this is Zevon shirt. I got uh, a couple of years ago. I got a new one coming though. Uh, so I got a new Zevon shirt and, uh, and for those, uh, WKRP fans out there, um, if you're familiar with the, sh if you're familiar with the show WKRP, they had a, uh, a famous advertiser, um, with a specific little jingle and it was for a local Cincinnati bait company. And the name of the product was 
Red Wigglers, the Cadillac of Worms. worms the, yes, yes. Cadillac of Worms. See, yeah. this is the kind of thing we can talk about on our, my WOKRP podcast. I right. Never talk right you into after it. we get the next series, and what the hell was that finished? <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So, Kevin, now how did, did now when did you become a Zevon fan? Um, or be, be aware yeah. of him. Um, Werewolves of London is where I became aware of him. I became a bit much bigger fan through you. Um, I remember the first the first song that really hooked me because it's so dark is uh, Excitable Boy. So uh, I was like, hmm. Kelly raped her and killed her when he took I was going to say, there's something Excitable to Boy this happy there. song talking about raping and killing. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so. Yeah, and he dug up her cage and built a, built a cage with her bones. So. so I'd say like several, um, yeah, I'd say like several bands like Watershed and Drive-By Truckers, I have benefited from, uh, you know, your influence with Zevon. So. Well, and speaking of Drive-By Truckers, I've always loved the fact that Drive-By Truckers, you know, they, they didn't do a lot of cover songs. But the cover songs they do, you know, they really love that artist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, you know, I was just enamored by the fact that Drive-By Truckers covered three of my favorite artists. <laughs> uh, you know, Alice Cooper, Warren Zevon, uh, and, uh, well... Van Halen. Van Halen, but there, there was another. Uh, Alice Cooper, Warren Zevon, and somebody else. But yeah, <laughs> the Rolling Stones. But... Uh, no, it was Watershed. Okay. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. So now, Kevin. I always uh, thought February 14th sounds, Feb 14. I've always thought that sounds like a Watershed song. So. Ah, nice. Nice acquisition from WSR. Guess, guess, where I got, guess where I got this copy from, folks. Yes, indeed. When the old WSR, you know, finally. finally Check it out, out, Todd. The Zotro found my shirt earlier. It has the WSR <laughs> filing system on it. So WSR right there. Uh, some, of those, some of those records ended up in my possession. What can I say? But this- Well, that ties into, uh, you know, our other podcasts here on the network. You know, I do play some of the old WSR shows. Uh, I want to ask you this on the air before you get into Zevon. Do you have any of your old Get Baked uh, tapes or playlists? Uh, unfortunately all right well there are two episodes of uh look what the cat dragged in available on the five for two network so i just recreated them out of your playlist i wish i would have had oh, yeah. some air checks for you guys but uh anyway back to so zivon back, back to war my this is my favorite zivon record and for those of you who don't have this record go get it look how young and rocking he looked in that picture man look at that yeah, and uh, the uh, the light there was actually they were doing like a premiere for a movie that night, and he's like, "Oh, that looks good. Let's just go take a picture in front of that." Nice. So, so yeah. So this uh, this includes uh, Frank and Jesse James, which is probably the song that hooked me first. I'm like, boy, when I heard that, I'm like, I got to listen to the rest of this record. Mama couldn't be persuaded. Uh, you know, uh, looking backs turned, looking down the path, hastened down the wind. Poor, poor, pitiful me. The French Inhaler, Mohammed's Radio, I'll Sleep When I'm Dead, Carmelita, one of my favorites. Uh, Join Me in L.A. with Bonnie Raitt, awesome. Desperados Under the Eaves. And, you know, not only do they have uh, Wadi Wachtel on guitar on most of these tracks, who's a fantastic guitar player, but just some of the guest appearances. Uh, I mean, you got David Lindley. Uh, you got, uh, Phil Everly, uh, doing some harmonies, uh, who actually Zevon worked for originally before getting this gig. Um, is that where he came up from? Uh, like a yeah. session? He was well, a session guy? 
Yeah, yeah, he had he had a B side with the Turtles. That was okay. kind of a hit. Okay. Uh, Jackson Brown's on this record. Um, let's see well, I said Bonnie Raitt's on here. You got Glenn Frey and Don Henley on here. Man, what a whew, what a Lindsay cast! Buck, Lindsey Buckingham and Stevie Nicks before they joined uh, Fleetwood Mac when they were Buckingham Nicks. Nice. Yep. Yeah, so you know he was hard-hitting if all those people were playing with him back then. You know? Yep, and as a matter of fact, uh, Jackson Brown was the one who got him to deal with uh, Asylum Records in the first place. Nice. So God, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Yeah, so when I first moved to California from Ohio, and I've, I've told this story before on an episode of What the Hell Is That, but I guess let's just retell it. How much no, time I was going to say, yeah, yeah, it's got to be, it's got to be enshrined here within the ticket stuff. I, I wish so. I'm, yeah, maybe I should have a cigarette now. <laughs> <laughs> we got at least 10 minutes. You want to take, take a break? Okay. All right. Uh, we'll be, the final, we'll the final we'll headline. Stories. The, yeah, the final headline story of what the hell was that? Coming up next, folks. <laughs> Welcome back to episode C Woo! of Ticket Stubs. I'm your host, along with Ric Flair. <laughs> and uh, Kevin, I, again, uh, you know, cheers to uh, cheers to you. Cheers to you, uh, my friend. Up with this little brainstorm in the first place, uh, you know. So hope, hopefully, uh, we're celebrating here tonight, folks. I've actually gotten Todd through, uh, you know, 26 episodes. 26 of this. episodes. There were times I really didn't know if it was going to happen. As as recently as this week. <laughs> Yeah, well, so we we made it. We hey, made it. I, I forgot a Z uh, when we were talking about uh, our, the bands that we saw. This is very obscure, but uh, Zodiac Mind Warp. Do you remember that guy? Yeah. I'm a prime, prime mover. Whatever happened to that guy? Rob Zombie stole his whole image and look, you know, at the macho man hits hot topic, you know, look, and he just disappeared. So I guess Rob Zombie either robbed us of a long – Zodiac Mind Warp career or saved us from a long Zodiac Mind Warp career. Yeah, that or just bought him out. Uh, you know. <laughs> anyway, let me I'm, just borrow that image. And... Oh, okay. Oh, I was going to say I'm not hearing you, but that's because my headphones came in. Hold on real quick. All right. So let's, right. let's you know, I, I, think, I think it is appropriate after 26 episodes that we end this podcast series with one of my favorite artists of all time. So Absolutely. now... We we never I, got to see Zevon together. I never dragged you to a show today. I never got to see Zevon, so you know, great. I, I can't I can't believe I didn't get you to at least one of those Newport shows. But. I know I can't believe it either. Honestly, uh, did I tell you um, recently? Um, Eddie Vedder uh, did a three hour uh, interview on Howard Stern. Great interview, but uh, he played uh, "Keep Me in Your Heart" for a while Aww. on the show, and they talked at length about that song. Apparently, you know, that really means something to him, but. But they really got into a, like a lengthy discussion of. Uh, well, I tell you, he, he uh, made Baba Billy cry. Baba Billy cried uh, thinking about his 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 brother who passed. Uh, well, <laughs> it's uh, it's it's a song that I think touches everybody on on any emotional level. Yeah. Um, a guy knew I he was dying. I, I know for a fact that my dad has already requested uh, at his memorial. That's one of the songs that I play. So, uh, and that's, that's the song for me. So uh, I will always keep you in my heart, buddy. You know that. And uh, so, I mean, you know, Warren Zevon, he may not have had the biggest career of all the rock and roll stars, but you know what? He certainly was influential on many of them. And um, I think if you ask any 
modern day rock and roll icon, whether it be Bruce Springsteen or Bob Dylan or anybody else, they'll all tell you that Warren Zevon was was a great fucking writer. Uh, so, so he, here's to you, Warren, and we'll we'll, go, we'll tell a couple stories. All right. So, uh, so yeah, so I was lucky enough to see Zevon eight times. Uh, the first time was my freshman year at Ohio State. I went by myself. It was actually the night after the Metallica debacle that I was supposed to go backstage and miss the entire night. Go back but on episode, I, episode M. <laughs> I made it to Zevon the next night by myself. And one of the most memorable parts of the evening, uh, other than Timothy B. Schmidt from the Eagles playing bass for him that night, which was pretty flipping sweet to see at the Ohio Union. Announced um, or unannounced? No, he was on the tour. He was okay, on the tour. Okay, okay. But, uh, but I know Bowie. Like, I know Bowie one time. Didn't he play as as uh, Iggy Pop's keyboard player at the Newport Unannounced? Have you ever heard that he story? Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, know. I don't want to get you off track though. And you're back in those stuff. days, Timothy B. Schmidt was taking any gig he could get, so he was <laughs> at one point. So, but yeah. So, so aside from Timothy B. Schmidt, which was pretty cool seeing, there was there was a guy in the back, just obviously drunk, and kept yelling, "Play the hula hula, boys!" Play the hula. Now I had never, I had never fucking heard the song "Hula Hula Boys." My, you know, I thought I, I thought I was kind of a Zevon fan, but I, I had no idea what this guy was talking about. Zevon did not play it that night, but several years later, I got to see Zevon play the Hula Hula Boys, and I thought to myself, "Boy, I hope that guy is here." <laughs> I hope that guy finally got his Hula Hula Boys. <laughs> so, so again, I, you know, I was lucky to see him. Uh, I said that was my first show at the Ohio Union. I saw him at least three or four times at the Newport. Every single time, Zevon bitched about the sound. Uh, dude, there, there, there was one show at the Newport. He got so pissed off, he threatened to fucking walk out and go play on the lawn of the Ohio Union. So he seemed uh, like a cranky guy. Like he was know. a bit of a curmudgeon. Uh, you know, he he was. You know, he didn't really like his fans that much. Uh, you know, as we'll as we'll find out later. Probably because he didn't have as many as he thought he deserved, but uh, but you know, let let's face it, Warren Zevon was underappreciated uh, in his time. Um, oh, sure. th- thankfully, um, after his death, I I, I think he is. Uh, I mean, he, he got his first damn Grammy after he died. So, you of course, know. And they, the, the Grammys are so clueless. I don't even talk about the rock list this year. <laughs> but uh, let's yeah, let's <laughs> special. But uh, so so Warren was always one of my favorites, and uh, when I moved to Los Angeles from Columbus uh, in 1995, I listened to this Warren Zevon CD in my car pretty much the entire damn drive out there. And the whole record is all about Los Angeles and the dirty side of Los Angeles and the CD side and the wonderful CD side of Los Angeles. And it's just a fantastic record. And so I got out there and took me about a week or so to find an apartment in West Hollywood. I'm doing my first load of laundry down in the basement and I'm talking to some lady and, you know, I tell her I just moved from Ohio and be a big stand-up comedian. She's like, why, you know, why would you choose Los Angeles? I mean, with like the mudslides and earthquakes and fires and, and, you know, gang riots, why would you move here? And I said, well, to quote Warren Zevon, if California slides into the ocean, like the mystics and statistics say it will. I predict this motel will be standing until I pay my bill. 
And she said, hmm, Warren Zevon, huh? And I said, yeah, you ever heard of him? She's like, yeah, he lives on the third floor. <laughs> I moved into Warren Zevon's building. So, How does this happen? How does this happen? Just, that was just my dumb luck in Los Angeles. <laughs> so uh, I spent about a month uh, stalking Zevon <laughs> around the apartment complex, waiting for my... <laughs> um, I, was, I admit this now. I was so pathetic. I wrote him a letter. And this, again, 1995, folks, keep this in mind. I you, could, a, you couldn't text him or email. I put a blank cassette in with the letter explaining I'm a huge fan. Don't want to bother him. But, you know, there's one record of his that I don't have. And if he has a copy, would you mind just making me a tape of it? And you, it asked, you asked Warren. <laughs> let me get this right. Position? Let me get this right. You asked Warren Zevon to bootleg his own record for you. Yeah. <laughs> I sure did. <laughs> And so when, now, thankfully, I don't think the thing actually got to him because as compared to putting in the mail, just writing Warren Zevon, 733 North Kings Road, third floor, you know, uh, I, I just gave it to the lady at the front desk. Ah. I said, would, would, you, would you mind handing this to Warren next time you see him? And I'm pretty sure she probably just tossed it. File 13. So, <laughs> so, yeah. so when I finally did get That's to great. meet Warren uh, at, the, at the mailbox out front, I knew it was him immediately. I was, I'm, I'm at, you, you know, you know what I'm talking about. One of those big ass, like, and, uh, you know, everyone's got their own little box with a key and you, you get your mail mm-hmm. out and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting my mail and the, uh, the, the post office guys next to me filling out the other things. And I can hear this voice behind me talking to the, to the post office guy. Hey, Charlie, how you doing? I knew, I knew the voice. I knew the voice. I turned right around. I said, Mr. Zevon. And I probably scared the shit out of him. Uh, like I said, he was not, you know, he was not really big into his fans anyhow, right? <laughs> you know, uh, let alone one that was now living in his building. So, uh, you know, so we, he was very polite. And I, I, I asked him, hey, did you get my letter with the, with the cassette in it? <laughs> he said, no, I did not. Uh, and I explained to him what I wanted and why I wanted it. And uh, he said, well, even I don't have a copy of, this record, the on hey, you got it. You finally so, got yeah. it. So this uh, this took me a couple years to get. I found this uh, at, at New Orleans famous uh, record store uh, in French Quarter. Uh, so I finally got myself a copy. Uh, now, fast forward a little bit. Again, we're we're in 1995. I'm in the apartment. I'm I'm doing my career. I'm I'm dating a crazy blonde chick. Things are going a little crazy. And I would bump into Warren here and there in the apartment building. I'd see him at the elevator or whatnot, you know. And I remember, like, the second time I, I met him, I, I said, hey, Mr. Zevon, how you doing? He said, call me Warren. All right. Okay, then. Yes, I will. Thank I'm you, on a Warren. first name basis with Warren Zevon. <laughs> and uh, another time I saw him in the elevator, Jimmy Buffett was, was, playing, the, uh, was playing the Hollywood Bowl that weekend. And I remember Zevon telling a joke one time on stage about, uh, well, I don't normally play summer gigs, but my buddy Jimmy Buffett seems to be doing pretty well with him. So, I, you know, so I said, I, I just joked and I said, so you're going to go see Jimmy Buffett tonight? <laughs> you should have seen the look on his face. No, I'm not going to go see Jimmy Buffett tonight. So, yeah, so <laughs> it was kind of a... You know, it was an up and down relationship. He never invited me to the house. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so, uh, 
my my final meeting with Mr. Zivon. God bless him. God rest his soul. And I, I still, I feel guilty this day. It's Dude, not- it's still, well, I mean, what treasure? You actually lived in Ward Zivon's building and met him. I mean, so you, now, you, you, you've seen the Larry Sanders show. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, the old Gary Sanders hey show. Hey hey yep. All right. So Zivon did a, a guest appearance on there. And the whole point of the show was Larry wanted him to play Werewolves of London and Warren didn't want to do it. Right. And he ended up having a fucking, dun, 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 you know. So I, I, you know, I'm down in the weight room, uh, working out with Warren, just me and him. And uh, yeah, you know, I work, it's it's more like I'm on this uh, on the on the treadmill, and yeah, he's you know whatever. And uh, so I asked him. I said, "Now, Warren, do you really hate playing werewolves that much?" It's like, yes. yeah, yeah, I do. And uh, I, you know, and so I, unfortunately, I pushed it. Uh, I probably just should have dropped it right then and there. Uh, but I had to be a smart, had to be a smart ass about it. And I said, well, you know, Warren, I'll tell you what, uh, you know, as one of your fans, I, I think you're doing pretty well. Uh, I mean, you know, you know, you, you had, had a couple hits in your heyday. You, you still got people coming out to see you at the show. Uh, I wouldn't compare your bank account to Don Henley's or anything, but I think you're doing okay. <laughs> now, had I known how pissed off he was about Henley's fame over his, I never, ever would have brought that up. But apparently this was a really sore subject to Warren, uh, especially money. Uh, you know, so at that oh, point, he God. just kind of, Walked out of the weight room, and there's a little sauna right next to him. He took a little sauna, teamed up. I'm not sure if I heard him scream or not. I, I can't, I can't say for sure. He, you didn't, you didn't follow him into the sauna. You didn't. Follow. No, I didn't follow him to the sauna. Uh, but, but when he came back though, and he, he cooled off a little bit, I said, "So, uh, would you like to be on my cable access TV show?" <laughs> And I said, well, look, I, I, I got to ask, you know. And at, at that point, he had had up and just, he, he, he just looked down, nodded at himself and said, got to ask, and walked out. And, uh, and that, was, that was the last time I spoke to Warren in Los Angeles. Uh, I, I saw him, like, one last time at the pool before I left. <laughs> and I, I was going to go get to see if I get one last autograph. I'm like, nah, nah, don't, no. don't put the tiger. Oh, my God. Uh, but I, I did get to see Warren at uh, at the House of Blues in L.A., which was fan-fucking-tastic. He had a kick-ass backup band with him. Talked, um, about, the, talked about the House of Blues last week with uh, Colin uh, and, Star, and with, and with her. Night. Yeah. Night. Didn't, didn't meet uh, Dan Aykroyd that night. However, uh, if you've ever seen the movie um, uh, An Officer and a Gentleman, uh, Richard Gere's best buddy in the movie. <laughs> okay, I thought you were going to say Richard Gere. No, no. <laughs> Richard Gere's best buddy in the movie. Okay. Tall dude. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, apparently, he's good friends with Warren. Um, there's another actress. You know her to see her. I can't think of her name. Another actress I saw there. That's nice. It's just nice to see other celebrities coming out for Warren. Uh, but anyhow, so the dude from Officer and Gentleman stole my spot up front. And uh, and luckily, uh, you know, I, I, I had my girlfriend and my roommate at the time and also had this dude who lived in the apartment who was good friends with Warren. He was about six foot four, and he had my back. And uh, so I, I had gone to get a beer. It was a full pack place, and I came back, and this douchebag and his big titted girlfriend was in my spot. And I 
poked him on his shoulder. I said, I'm sorry, but I was standing there. I, I, I see, my friends were supposed to save us, but he wouldn't move. <laughs> then the six foot four guy tapped him on the shoulder. And, uh, and this is all during Warren's show, uh, you know. And uh, so, yeah, so we, we got Warren's buddy moved for me. That, that was fun. That was nice. Uh, I saw him one more time a year later when I lived in New Orleans at the House of Blues. Uh, in New Orleans, and I was so damn drunk, I just remember yelling, Zevon, I'm gonna get you! <laughs> he was like, oh, uh, hell, it's the guy from fucking my apartment in LA. <laughs> so, that, that was, the, that was uh, the second to last time I saw him. The final time I saw him, 1999, Ludlow's, uh, is Ludlow's still even open? No, I don't know if there's another establishment in, in that building. Or even. Yeah, yeah. Ludlow's, 1999, me and my cousin Dennis. Denny, God bless you. And I pulled the same shit. Got drunk. Zevon, I'm going to get you! <laughs> you know, poor Dennis was embarrassed. But, uh, oh, you know, so a- after the show, uh, you know, if you've ever been to Ludlow's, once, you, once you're off the stage, you're open game. I mean, the bar's right there. Uh, there's really, you know, you got a good 100-yard dash to get to your dressing room. <laughs> so I, so I followed his ass into the dressing room. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I try to pretend like I'm his best, but, oh, yeah, I've known Warren for years. Well, uh, you don't have a past. I lived with Warren. I lived with Warren in L.A. (laughs) So, yeah, so I did did not get to meet him again, did not get to apologize for what I said. But you know what, folks? Um, Uh, It may not be true, but it's a damn good story. So that's, (laughs) you know, I I think that's been the premise of our entire uh, series here of ticket stub mm-hmm. stories is uh, never never let the truth get in the way of a good story. But. Damn right, it's you know this is what I call Reverend Todd Baker's factional fiction. So uh, you know, so Kevin, I I I, oh, I, I, I got wait, I got one more Zevon story. Ooh, okay. So a couple, I, I think it was the year I was living in L.A. Zevon was playing a show in Harrisburg. Okay, about forty minutes from where my parents were, and I said, Mom, Dad, go, go see Zevon. You'll love it. It's great. I'd sent him a, a, a tape of the cassette of the new, you know, uh, his news record at the time was Mr. Bad Example. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, they liked it. So mom and dad went to go see him at Galifi's. Apparently he was a real dick about the whole thing. Uh, well, like, made him take out all the tables. He wanted everyone standing for the show, you know, this and that. Oh, your poor, your poor dad, man. So, uh, so they, they, they went to the show, and they actually saw Zevon beforehand, and mom went up to him. And said, well, you know, I, I don't know if you know my son. He lives in your apartment building. And uh, he sent me a copy of your latest record, uh, you know, and it's so good. We really enjoy it. Zevon just looked at her and said, buy the record. Oh. <laughs> uh, buy the record, yeah. Oh, uh, Warren, why'd you have to uh, treat yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Baker badly? You know, but uh, I I still think that's a hilarious story. Bye, oh, bye. Yeah. I'm bye sure there. I'm sure your mom and dad they got a kick out of it. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. And uh, and I I think we I think we can probably persuade mom and dad to maybe uh, show up just for for a little bit on on that final New Year's Eve episode. So hopefully, hopefully. All right. Well, but, that's just uh, all a right. Couple... So, buddy, look, we are at the end of the show, at the end of the series. Uh, we still got a little football to watch. So okay, uh, okay. Yep, we we've we've done it. I I, I I brought you, Fox. I brought you all the way through A to Z on ticket stubs. So I think that's amazing. Uh, <laughs> I 
unless unless that happens to me in the next few hours, I should get this edited and uploaded to YouTube. This this show should exist as as a. Uh, I left ours feeling numb. Hurry, Kevin. Hurry. <laughs> All right, so we hope you have enjoyed all 26 episodes. If you haven't if not, seen, you can watch them all yep, over again. Go back next and watch year in 2021. Request your favorite band stories. I'll break the story. I'll break the shows up and post that content until Todd decides to do this again, or until concerts come back, uh, whichever happens first. Uh, in the meantime, uh, we're on YouTube. Uh, oh, check yeah. us out at uh, five for two You can get uh, this show. What the hell was that? Uh, all our metal shows, uh, Damage Incorporated, uh, Caught in the The Conjuring. I even got a couple episodes of Look What the Cat Dragged In with, with the Todd. Cat Dragged In. Who doesn't want to uh, listen to that? So, yeah. you know, you got got a little Dream Death coming up. Little dream Death coming up where you're on WSR. But, uh, yeah, so this has well, been great. I'm glad, I'm glad you talked me into this, pal. We're, we're moving on to the next year. I think, I think, I think we're moving on to a better year. And, uh, brighter and days ahead, brighter I days look forward ahead. To what the future brings, buddy. A- amen, brother. And in the meantime, check out all the rest of our stuff here. We hope you've had a good time here on Ticket Stuff. Can you dig it? See ya. Can you dig it? Can you dig it?